0: Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour podcast. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode. Thank you for
1: joining us, episode 246. Bro, you know it's like kind of funny when you go through the numbering system of a podcast and it's like, the first 50, oh, we gotta do something for it. Oh, 100, oh, that's cool, gotta do something for it. 200, oh wow, crazy. Since We're almost at 250 and it's like, eh, who
0: I, I, Yeah, I feel like a Quarter of a thousand, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like 300's big. I feel like, you know, 500's big, and then a 1,000, and then after 1,000, it's 10,000. Right. Yeah, obviously.
1: <laughs> Wait, if we do this for
0: 10,000 episodes. I, <laughs> I was going to say, there's no... <laughs> I mean, it would be one hell of a commitment. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to be
1: like Joe Rogan and blasting out like five a week.
0: Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, is he even up to... What's he up to in the thousands? Yeah, something like I- that. 1,300 yeah. or something? I'm fine. Yeah, but Chambers, like you said, uh, I w- we should give a big, big shout out. Thank you to the boys from the Reset Button who came on. Great time, Trav and Tannen. Uh, always a j- pleasure. We can't wait to talk with them on theirs in the future.
1: Maybe yep. when when we hop on, I'll make sure that I'll be the Tannen of that episode.
0: That is going to come in hot. <laughs> Only Love you, Tannen, you but can... he was feeling good. Only if you can pee in the middle. <laughs> oh, I can pee in the middle, Brian. You, we know me. <laughs> but can you maintain such good composure while you're peeing? That's no. the real question. No, I could not.
1: That boy was sleuthy about it.
0: Uh no, It it was great having them on. But uh Jambers, this so this is uh man, we were just back to back guests, just just banging them out. But just you and me tonight, so here's a question. I know you still got a fridge full of beer from Christmas. So please don't tell me you're just, you know, using some random bullshit tonight. Tell me you got something good in your hands. Brian,
1: actually, for no reason at all except to finally get the hell out of my fridge after... Oh, I think I've had this sitting in my various uh, kitchens and two houses for about four (laughs) years now. Waiting for an opportunity. And I'm like, I keep waiting for opportunities and, like, I just forget about it. So tonight, I am drinking... A good old big boy oh, of Fagley's Brew Works, Rude Elf Reserve, <sighs> bourbon barrel, one pint nine ounces, good old ten point five percent alcohol. A Christmas delight that I also think you might have given me like four or five years ago. Pretty nothing sure along I did. Those lines. Yep. And uh, yeah, nothing written on there, so everyone out there gets off lucky. From good old Allentown, Pennsylvania. So uh, we reviewed this all the way back years and years and years and years and years ago on this show. Even did our one beer brawl about it. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it, man, I mean, I don't know (laughs) if it's the age or whatever, but the head, the head, she dissipated quick, but this is a very dark, amberish, you know, brownish ale right here. Um, I mean, it's almost like lighter at the top and heavier at the bottom, like the bottom is just like straight, like dark brown at this point. Could be sedimentation, could be age, could be a lot of things, but.
0: I mean, still, when it sits that long, what it should be doing is eating away at the sugar. So while it should be sweet, it should be not as sweet. It's still definitely really sweet though. Yeah. So I can only imagine it's been ages since I've had like a normal fresh root health. So did were you hopping that in and out of fridges, or did you at least always keep it room temp? It was always room temp. Okay, that's good. Yeah, no, and it I wasn't hopping out there, of warm and cold. It was out of the sun, is, all that. There is a year on the bottle
1: is uh, isn't.
0: It should be. I'm very curious. I'm actually curious about that too. Uh, ah,
1: denied. Nope, 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 Nothing. no Nothing. Anything stamped? Stamped on the glass?
0: Nope. Shit. Oh, damn. I hate when they do. Like, that's one of those things I wish all beer companies would do. Yeah. Or at least that's that's one thing I will Anybody say. I need my laziness the, to be documented. The cans. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of older beers. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um,. From the Industrial Arts Brewing Company, the Winter Landscape Lager. It's the Munich-style Dunkel. Now, I'm pretty sure I got this this year, but looking at the packaging, it was packaged November 11th, 2021. Yeah, because we,
1: ha- I think I was over your house one time when we had one of those. One of the last times yeah. we met up. And even then, it was like a year old. So, I think yeah. year and a half
0: now, running on, at so, least. So, yeah, that's it's uh, it's two 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 and change at this point. So let's see. Hmm. Hmm. A little bitter for a dunkel, but uh, not bad. I'll say for such a low alcohol content to be aged that long, it, it's held it pretty well. The head was actually once again that very big sea foamy bullshit. And and Jim, we've been over this. What does dunkel mean in German? Double. Nope. Well. Dark. dark.
1: (laughs) Damn it, Jim. (laughs) Should be double. Sounds like it. I've only done this page for 10 years. Think I would have learned something by now. Look, Bri, I just drink the booze and drink away my brain cells. I don't really retain much these days. Jim,
0: the... the... Doppel is... Damn it. Damn it. Doppel dunkle.
1: (sighs) Doesn't matter. (sighs) Just drink it.
0: Jim, if, I, but speaking I, of things I, I have <laughs> learned,
1: just so you people out there know, we didn't age these on purpose. We we're just very lazy and forgetful. Yeah, there is no, yeah. there is no benefit to aging beers.
0: No, I still am waiting for that perfect opportunity. You know, what, Jim, maybe for the two hundred fiftieth episode, I'll finally crack open those, uh, those aged one hundred and twenty minutes I had oh, when man. I got us back in the day.
1: That was like that was like almost eight years ago, I think.
0: Oh yeah, that was very early on when we cared about getting in line for beer. Mm-hmm. That died out real quick. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> good. Don't do that. <laughs> but Jamers, uh, I saw your tweet, so it sounds like you're on a, on a little bit of a war path to finish certain games. So uh, what you been playing this past week?
1: I mean, it's just another time of getting through Bionic Commando. I just want, when I finally sit down to do my recording session, which will be this week, I just want to be good enough to get it done in a reasonable amount of time. Like, there's a way you can just keep, like, you don't have infinite continues, but you can keep getting continues pretty easily. So I don't want to have to do that a thousand times to get through it and, like, spend way more time on it than I need to. I just want to get it done so we can get to it. So you have
0: already beat it, though. Yeah, I've gone through it, like, two or three times already. Mm, Okay. So do you feel like you've got it down, like, pretty packed? Like, you don't even need to look at a guide or figure out, like, the hopping from place to place. Like Nah, you know, pattern.
1: nah, nah, I don't need any of that. But, I mean, even then, like, at least there's a quick exit, so it's like, ah, fuck, I have the wrong receiver. Then I can just get out. It's fine. I've mm-hmm. played through it, like, I've played through it these couple times, and there's still one item I've never dumb lucked my way into finding. So I'm going to have to look up that. <laughs> I've beaten it without it, so I don't think I need it. But it's still just like, ah, huh, I wonder what this does. I wonder if this makes life any easier.
0: Okay. Now, has that been uh, the only game you've been playing, or are you you futzing around with anything else?
1: Nah, it's been the only thing. I'm at the stage of setting up the game room where I'm like, all right, i got to get a couple more boxes out of the way, so I'm setting up consoles now. So I'm setting up the TV stand. So once that's done, then I can be comfortable enough to actually just start enjoying the game room instead of having to be a project. (laughs) A never-ending project.
0: And then a flood happens. Shut (laughs) the fuck up. (laughs) Listen, it happened in mine, so, you know, I'm Shut just Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> oh, chambers So, um, yeah, actually, this past week, I... It's driving me crazy with these fucking DOS games. So, I beat Duke Nukem 2, Episode 1, but because they're released episodically, you, I have to try to find Episode 2. And apparently, it's pretty goddamn hard duke one you can find everywhere you can play online you can play every episode duke two for some reason i don't know what to do like i i'm trying to like see like i'll buy it at this point i don't give a fuck i'm like just someone have it aside from what z was recommending which is getting an evercade i'm like do it i'm running out of options here and uh right buy the Evercade. (laughs) i will not support the little guy but uh So I'm kind of so many Jellico games, Brian. So many Jellico cards you can have. I listen. There is a part of me that, like, if I could get that, if I could get a bundle for like fifty bucks with some games, I would do it in a heartbeat. But I can't. So it would be cool. It would be
1: cool. It's just something I know I never use. Like I know like Rue has a couple of his games ported there, and they're Mm -hmm. like in color and stuff. Like they're enhanced versions so it's like i'd like to play that but it's like but let's be
0: honest how how many games behind you have you still yet to open you know it's (laughs) brian i've opened all of them what are you talking about i've opened and played them all i don't know what
1: you're trying to imply
0: um but so so i've had sex with
1: many many women as well (laughs) why are you laughing so hard (laughs) i don't understand
0: uh James Um But yeah, so I beat Duke 2. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out a way to do the other episodes. But um, I was at a party yesterday, and uh, friends of ours were telling me all about Pal World. And I was like, huh, we just talked about that, how popular it is. And they were like, yeah, it's like it's like Fortnite meets minecraft meets pokemon like and i was like okay and the way they were describing it they're like it's actually more fun than it sounds so i said what the hell i created account last night started it up and like any good like game that sucks you in it's like at first very menial tasks like okay build a base get some resources start beating the shit out going over with a club and beating the shit out of these they're not pokemon they're pals and, uh, then throwing... Very different.
1: It. World of different Nintendo and Game and 3. It's,
0: uh-huh. it's not quite a sphere you're throwing at it. It's a little shaped... It's, it's a little shaped a little differently. Is um, it an oval?
1: Are you throwing ovals?
0: Basically. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah. So, I haven't got to guns yet and all that crazy shit. But already I can see the appeal. And I said, you know what? As a game that I could sit back, fuck around with, that actually is a good stream game for me. Because, like... The thing is when I set up with like D V D or whatever, like I I can't even like look at chat and enjoy it as much because I have to focus. That's a very I could just sit back and as as I know we will get to, um it depends how long it's gonna stick around for. So might as well strike while we can and and see how far I can get. So yeah, that's kind of been my go to games the past uh past week. But Jimbert Jambers, you mentioned uh Collecting and games and all this, I think Goodwills are actually starting to heal because the one near us had a whole slew of games now. And not Hmm. just, like, sports. It had some Xbox 360, some PS4, had a random uh, DS game. Um, Just, like, a random mishmash of games. Some of them, and the one was, like... uh, uh, what was it it was like Forza and not borderlands fuck um it's killing me, but it's like it was like a combo pack of games that like I already had, so I'm like, whatever, but just seeing games out on the shelves, I was like, huh, that's what this is like again. so right. I want up yeah. I was at one uh a little ways
1: down a couple miles from like where my old neighborhood was, and it actually had two NES games there, and I haven't seen an NES game at a Goodwill in Holy shit. years. Now, Never. they were both, oh they were both Wheel of Fortune games, and they were six bucks each, so I didn't buy them. <laughs> but I'll still.
0: Unacceptable. Like, I don't need them, Brian. I'm trying to learn that I don't need them. Jim, you need to be the guy who has the Wheel of Fortune collection, like that asshole who had the duck hunt and the other asshole who did the uh, yeah. Wall Street Kid. Yo, poor fucking Duck Hunt guy. So, like, that... No, his already. Name's Chris. No, nope. fuck you. Listen to me. Fuck him. Fuck you. Nope.
1: The, guy, the guy from goddamn Pink Gorilla out and what is it, Seattle, wherever the hell they are, he stole his gimmick and he put up a picture with, like, 200-some Mario Duck Hunts. I'm like, you want create a fuck? Like, with his own wall that. Don't you clap. Don't you that dare.
0: Play right, stupid you, games. You right, win stupid you, prizes. You are <laughs> applauding Power World. You are into stealing. I... I don't, no I don't even know who I don't even know who you're talking about. I don't DS even know Cuba. who that. Is. I forgot
1: the fuck his real name is, but
0: okay. Um, no, uh, that's the problem with such a stupid gimmick. Everyone could steal it. Now, if you're gonna go balls deep like the dude who bought, and he
1: cheated because he owns a video game store. That's not an accomplishment.
0: It's not no- there's no love put into that. It's bullshit. But, Jim, I also like how you're naturally assuming the guy who was originally doing it didn't maybe just find a bundle of them and buy a shit ton in one go. I don't
1: care. He was the first and he doesn't work in a video game store,
0: so it counts. <laughs> he yeah, could I have been like you if he went for it. <laughs> well, so here's the deal. If you're going to go gimmick, you go hard like the dude who had the Burger King games and had like 1,000 or 2,000 copies. Or Same thing. That and then some other schmuck's going to goddamn do it. Rip off. <laughs> Well, I just saw that one. Fucking game kid. junkie's going to be like, "Oh,
1: here's all my sneak kings." It'll be like, "Yeah, you you, you motherfucker."
0: <laughs> Did you see the Wall Street kid one? No. That was on um that was on Twitter. I thought I saw it because of you, but basically Maybe I saw it. I don't remember. Like it looked like he had a setup in his closet, like just stacks of them. And then he also had like a custom sign like that said Wall Street Kid and then these other custom things. But in the center, I like he has this one and everyone pointed out they're like, I really like the poo Brown one you have right in the center. So I'll, I'll put that picture up. But I was like, I still I don't get it. Like, it, I don't know. There's something about it. I just don't get. But th- you know what, Jim? I, I'm slowly coming around to it. Slowly. Right. What's worse? having a goofy collection of one game, possibly
1: a meme game, or having a giant collection of games that you never touch?
0: Hmm. That's a good question, Jim. What if you inflate the market, though, with your meme game? Good. Strategy. (laughs) Now now I'm against it, see? (laughs) If you're doing it for the purest of intentions. (laughs) He's his own bull and bear, Brian. Ah. But, uh, Chambers, uh, I said I'm proud of you. I know we've been saying it for a couple weeks, but now with you closing the gap, finishing off Bionic Commando, um, I can't wait to actually dive deep into the review for with you. But that is our latest Patreon request. So, what questions do we have this week? Patreon.com
1: slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as two dollars a month you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these power hour podcasts. First up from spaghetti, what are some developers you all view as underrated hmm.
0: that's that's tough that's a really good question yeah, i can like I can go games but for for me for a developer to be underrated they would need to have still released like three or four bangers. Like it can't just be a one-off that did great. Hmm. Because like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess if you want to go, like, it's
1: not AAA, but it's like AA developer quality, like Platinum Games, and I don't even like Platinum Games that much for the most part. Like, Brian, you would know them from like Bayonetta or Transformers: Devastation ah, or okay. Wonderful One Hundred One and a bunch of other games like that. Uh, like they make some, they make some decent licensed games, and then they make just some crap. These like Wonderful One Hundred One is hot dog shit. I don't know why that ever got ported to the modern day, but uh, or like a Turtles game that's like really divisive. Into the Shadows, I think. So, yeah, I mean, I've never loved Platinum games, but I know a lot of people hold them in high regard, even though they have like one hit that'll keep their company alive for like ten years. Like, I would. Oh, yeah. It has to be like indie people that people just don't talk about. Like, I really like Bitmap Bureau. But the only problem with them is is that I think all their games except for Xeno Crisis are overpriced. But I buy them all, and I think they're all really good. But they're, they don't, they're not that, like, indie darling that everyone talks about, though, that they should be. It's probably the price point keeping people away. But I think everything they put out is quality.
0: Uh, I hate to go back to old reliable. You're just going to say it. it.
1: Just say it, Brian. Just fucking say
0: it. Who am I going to say? Puppet Combo. Yeah, I mean, because you're 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 bringing up a good point. I'm like, what's an indie developer? And honestly, the one I've gone back to is them and Jordan Black, who is one of the developers who's under the Torture Star, uh, Torture Star uh, blah, 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 publisher, um, which is run by Puppy Combo. His games, every single one of his games, were complete bangers for me. Puppy Combo. I've done my reviews. I actually finished some scripts and I'm going to be bringing back the finishing off the puppet combo reviews. I've been very fair though. I don't, I don't rate their games. I would even say that that well, I enjoy them, but I I'm honest about, yeah, this is probably one you don't need to play. Uh, But his games have been all, I think just really well done. So under torture star Jordan black, I think, he's someone to look out for if you like horror and you gotta love the old ps1 style because all of his games are actually the ones recently that are being ported to playstation uh, xbox steam and i don't know if it's coming out on the switch i i i'd have to check that but i know it's on all the other consoles so yeah one to definitely look out for
1: nice and next up from burn retinas Game Shark is coming back as an AI-assisted tool, hint tool to be integrated into games called AI Shark. In a world of wikis and Reddit threads, is this missing its mark, or will it be
0: helpful for some players? Ooh, so it's an AI integrated into so like
1: integrated assist tool.
0: Yeah. So is it just gonna be? Basically, like an on-screen pop-up that's like a the equivalent to just looking at a guide online, and it happens in game.
1: Yeah, I mean, like being AI, it's just gonna pull data metadata from you know already established game guides and crap like that.
0: No, sure, but what I'm saying is, when you activate it, does it actually interact with the game? Like, actually, like create a pop-up?
1: I don't know. I look into
0: that actually. That would because that's something I would. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that because otherwise really what's the purpose, right? Like if it's just going to be a thing that gets guides anyway, then just go and get guides. But if it's something that actually you, maybe you download and it almost creates like an overlay on your system while you're playing, that could be interesting. I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. You and I've talked about a lot. What is your go-to gut feeling for guides? And, and instead of just saying, I don't care completely, like, do you feel like how, how many hours should someone put in or effort should someone put into a game before they turn to a guide? Um, you know, like, here, I try not to use guides,
1: but every once in a while, I'm like, I get stumped. And it's either I turn off the game and never play it again or I look up a guide just to get through the part. So if you're getting to the point where it's like, all right, I'm about to quit this game, then look at a guide, fuck it. Like, I mean, and, like, give it a try. But if you're on, like, your 50th fail, I, I think at that point, it's pretty safe to say you're allowed to look up a goddamn guide.
0: See, I'm actually very forgiving for guides on more, like, open... Like, if somebody were like, I need a or guide 10, for or breath... Or ten tries. I don't fucking care. Like, the only time I would disagree is something like uh, like Cuphead. There's no, like, you're not figuring it out. It literally is just your reflexes have to be better. Yeah. Like, even, like, Fury was a good example of that. Like, I never felt the need to look up a guide, even though I was getting frustrated. I was just like, I know I just need to hit the thing. Right. But, like, Breath of the Wild or something like that, where there's just so much shit that you can do, I almost, like, encourage, like, you probably should be looking at, like, a. I One of the things I love is all the articles are, like, 10 useful hints before you start... da 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 And usually they're not spoilers of any kind. It's like... Yeah, I know you're gonna want to go this way. Like, maybe don't. Like, actually, stay to the tutorial or something like that. So, I, I'm all for those guides. I think an AI shark, though. Ooh, that's um. That sounds like something
1: that like I would use once, and then I get annoyed with it because it would just be pop ups all over the fucking screen. i be like, all right, just go away. Like, I'd rather just look it up on the side and not have my view impeded either.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how they integrate it in could be interesting could be a mess but uh of all the things to bring back some version of game shark was not what i was expecting to hear
1: yeah it's weird with game shark because like i think that was more our childhood for the or like you mm-hmm. know our young teens and late childhood early teens that kind of thing for fifth and sixth gen on and it's oh, like yeah. no one no one talks about the way people talk about game genie like at all exactly we at that point. We're all just like, yeah, it's a thing, but it was also early internet, so everyone's looking up game facts and crap like that. So, it was kind of there, kind of not weird. It was in a weird place.
0: Um, I it's funny because when you use certain emulators, you can still like put in Game Shark or all the codes for like whatever the hell NES and Super NES used. Right, like so. Seeing those long codes, I can distinctly remember having sheets of papers with those codes printed out or handwritten. And if you didn't write it perfectly or you lost that sheet, it was devastating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good thing though. Um, who put it? burned, burned no, redness? Burn yep, yeah. No, good good question. I I I would definitely like Jim. I would try it out.
1: Yeah, I'd give it a go. I don't know how long I'd last with it, but I'd give it a go. (laughs) Like most things, I'll try, but I won't last long. (laughs) With all the sex you had. (laughs) With many beautiful women. So many.
0: Oh, Jim, you son of a bitch.
1: But that wraps up the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone out there for the support over there. Speaking of patrons, everyone in the $5 tier and up. Tomorrow, we will be recording another Bonus Beers bonus episode with good old nerdy Nick. So by the time this episode's out, we'll have recorded it. So yeah,
0: Wee's Big Adventure. Stick around for that. Hell yeah. So, Chambers, I wanted to give an update as well. So as the time of us recording this, we now have new shirts available in our merch store. And it's something we've been working on with our buddy Optic. Um, He did them. I'll have the pictures up here, as you can see. You can decide. The classic console war. Do you like Super NES? Do you like Genesis? Right. Or do you want to get right. on both? You stupid whore. The
1: sixteen bit
0: the sixteen bit console
1: versions. One Yes. One, <laughs> one from the black console, one from the purple. <laughs> Definitely not anything that is established, you stupid right. fuck.
0: <laughs> but uh yeah. So, so little,
1: little little peek behind the curtain. So Brian's like, yeah, how do you think these look? I'm like, yeah, they're good, but we gotta take these goddamn logos off here. He's like, What do you mean? I'm like, oh no, a little thing called copyright. I can't be selling anything
0: with that direction ah, on there. I still say meh. <laughs> Listen, Jim, that's for that's for that's for channels that are big. That's not for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're finally gonna have that one hit video, then all of a sudden it's like,
0: uh oh. <clears throat> that's um, what these
1: NDA things are. <laughs> We're not
0: fuck. NDA. What the fuck? The thing where they tell you to stop oh, doing the fucking shitty cease, thing you're doing. Cease and desist. Yes, that's it. Don't worry, Jim. We will have made our $17 by then and rolling in the riches. (laughs) That's
1: goddamn right. Speaking of riches, this episode of the Power Hour Podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. Do you want to learn a skill? Do you want to just learn a little history, learn an instrument, get a little help on something, give you an edge? Head over to Skillshare and use our code DBPG30 for
0: 30% off your first year of any class you want. Yeah. Be sure to check it out. I've actually been looking at it. I might become an expert in a few things, Jim. I can't tell you right now.
1: Well, Brian, you're already a bullshit might. artist. I got nothing. Might as well add to it. <laughs> yes, once again, thank you to everyone out there for all the support. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, or Apple, or YouTube, whatever the fuck we're on at this point. It's only been almost 250 episodes. I think I'd care. <laughs> but, yeah, send it over to all of them. Give them some follows. Give them some comments. Give some likes. Anything you can do helps out the show.
0: Yeah, thank you, guys. We truly, truly appreciate it. Oh, Chambers. You know, this might have to be called the depressing episode in the gaming world. So many follow-ups. So many depressing, awful follow-ups, Brian. <laughs> They're just so bad. So the first one is... It's sad. I, I, even though we've talked shit about said company and things that were very obvious and everyone knew it was coming, Nintendo finally announced... As of um, April 8th, online play and other functionality for the 3DS and Wii U is going bye-byes. So, this has been kind of a long time coming, I feel like. And I know there's been speculation. They've been pulling things left and right. Now, they did state that um, until March 11th, you can still merge all of your unused Nintendo eShop balance to your Nintendo account. Which, you know what? Kudos, Nintendo. Kudos, Nintendo. That's more than I thought you would ever, ever do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of upset people, Chambers, I would actually imagine it's more upset for the 3DS. You know what? Weirdly enough,
1: like, people were upset, but I think people are just starting to get used to it at this point, especially since all the e shops have closed and stuff like that. Again, with, like, the Wii U, it's like, man, who's really playing the Wii U anymore, especially the online games? Like, it's really just Splatoon and Mario Maker, and I actually think Mario Maker servers have been down for a couple of years now at this point, so there's not a lot left on there. Um, Yeah, the 3DS probably a little bit more. Like, I know people love their Street Pass. I don't know about the multiplayer gaming aspect of it that much. Maybe Animal Crossing, but besides that, eh. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's time, really.
0: All good things come to an end. I mean, it's crazy to me, though. I, I, from a business standpoint, I get it, but it's amazing to me that you look at like, I can still go on the original three hundred and sixty and play World at War or World, you you know, like so. Fuck that! You can play you can
1: play Modern Two on there, or not Modern Two, uh, Cod Two on there. Yeah,
0: well, that's my point, like. So what is it a really a system from to keep this shit going? A system from 2005. That's fucking crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, I I wonder what is the oldest system that still has that support. Like, I wonder if you, like, put a, a line into your Dreamcast if it would still have servers.
1: No, no. Uh, I mean, you can do, like, private peer-to-peer servers, but, like, all the legitimate ones have been down for years. Been down? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the 360 and PS3 are probably the oldest ones, like Wii's down, uh DS is down. And I mean, yes, I mean, shut up PC people, I get it. But <laughs> yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, for a home console, I guess the 360 is the oldest at this point.
0: Mm. Jim, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love for us to just uh maybe like once a month just try to find an old game from there and see how many people are on the server and just play. And like that like that would be interesting. I did that a few years ago with all the cods when I was going through and beating all the cods what part of me beating all the cods were uh let me see if anyone's still on the server and I remember like it was like seven people on like uh cod 2 and I have the footage and I actually I still love watching the footage because Oh, I was sniping the dick off these guys. And like, it's that same asshole from the other game. I'm like, there's seven of us, of course. Like, what do you think's gonna happen?
1: <laughs> I love that image that went around like two or three years ago of like the ten people that were still playing our Black Ops Two on the Wii U that were still around doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I had that story when I was doing the footage recording for Resident Evil Six, and I'm playing, and all of a sudden someone just hopped into my game. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I thought people didn't even like this goddamn game. And, you know, we're talking how many years after
0: release? And, yeah, people are still playing that. All right, Jim, we're doing it. We got to do it. We're committing once a month. We're going to check out, what are we calling it, dead servers?
1: <laughs> uh, dead server test? I don't know. We'll we we'll, we'll workshop it. People, like comments it. below. Give us your name for whatever this bit's going to be. So, for you guys out there, though, if there
0: was any big fans uh, still. Dead,
1: dead server roll call.
0: There you go. I like it. So if you were a 3DS or Wii U and uh, it's going away and you're going to miss it, I do feel sorry for you. I'm yeah, giving I you lo- my condolences.
1: I would love to try on my 3DS if it wasn't
0: fucking stolen! <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> no, not at all, Jim. <laughs> I'm handling it well. Ah, <laughs> oh, Chambers. So, um, let's move it right along. So I mentioned Power World earlier. And I, it's safe to say, if Power World does not get sued out the ass by Nintendo and Pokemon, um, is there any chance? That has to make Game of the Year the fact of just how massive it's been in five days of being released.
1: Yeah, we're at, like, what, a week and a half now, and it's sold, like, eight or nine million copies, like something absolutely
0: ridiculous. It's so crazy.
1: Now, but- I mean, obviously, sales don't guaranteed game of the year, because fucking Hogwarts sold 22 million copies, and that didn't get any awards. Granted no. all the controversy, but you know. But yeah, um, but Bri, it is, this massive success does not come without its share of attention. And of course, the Pokemon company had to finally issue a statement. So this comes to us uh 24th, so five days ago from this recording, and thank God someone translated it, because it's in that gibberish moon language of theirs, and it says, We have received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on the IP rights related to the Pokemon.
0: So it's funny. um, We talked about them getting death threats and the crazy messages they were getting from the nerd ass fans. But um I was watching this one guy <clears throat> and he was talking about it don't know if it's true, but I know he was very big like he I forget if he like his dad created blizzard or something but um he was saying he's like red yeah, blizzard Jap- <laughs> in, in Japan there is no such thing as fair use, which is part of the reason why like Nintendo especially is so litigious and they tend to go after everything like like that. And he was even saying, he's like, if you don't think they know about this and if they could have done something, they would have already because it wouldn't get probably international news like when they go after things in the States because they're both Japan-based. He said, so they'd actually handle it at like a locality thing. He said, but the reality is, knowing the numbers that it's already made, Nintendo would have already shut this shit down. He said, so the chances are there's probably just, even though... Yes, it's very similar. Uh, What they'll probably be going after are all the mods that convert it to actually Pokemon. He said that's something Nintendo would probably actually hit up. Oh, which game itself. Which they have every right to, in that case. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess... I mean, some of the models
1: are very, very similar, but you know Mm. what? As long as it's not the same. Mm.
0: Yeah. I and and that's the thing is I don't know I I didn't realize they didn't have fair use in Japan but I don't know what intellectual property like how but different but this can isn't
1: this isn't fair use though because fair use is when you're like say you know commenting or oh talking no about no I know
0: thing. I'm I I'm saying though the fact that they are so friggin litigious that. Maybe there is gray area that if you change something by, like, 5%, 10%, it's enough of a change that it's not intellectual property. And I am curious, like, does Nintendo have a patent or something on a game where you capture animals with balls? Like, I, I you know, I, I don't know, like, if the mechanics down to that level are actually captured or if it's just the actual models themselves. I, I don't know.
1: Like, if they went as crazy as uh, Nintendo did during Breath of the Wild <laughs> or Tears of the Kingdom. They were, like, physics of glove-making thing. Like, something like that.
0: And then they put in actual, just basic-ass physics equations. Like, you can't copyright physics. God damn it. F equals MA, owned by Nintendo. (laughs) Jim would be like, no! (laughs) No, now I'm a college failure. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, what's your guess, Jim? Do you think anything comes out of this?
1: Like, I've seen, because I know, like, some of the autists on Twitter did, like, ridiculously long threads comparing Pokemon models to things in the game. And a lot of them, I'm just like, I mean, they're both penguins, like, for the most part. Now, there's a couple that are, like, very, very close. But, it, it like, you know, it's barely a color swap from, like, a Mew or something like that. But, that's for the courts to decide. But I'm kind of, you make, that makes a very good point that if Pokemon really thought it was, uh, you know, this much of a copyright thing, because the gameplay loop is completely different. So, like, it's not, you know, a capture RPG. It's a capture looter shooter, basically, or whatever. So, you know, maybe there's enough of an argument there. Maybe you can go after some of the assets. I don't know. That's for a law to decide. But, I, I yeah, you know what? It makes sense because Nintendo being Nintendo. I, 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 maybe they just put out that statement so people stop tagging them 10,000 times a day. Going, Pokemon, why are you letting this happen? Pokemon, why are you letting this happen? Like, maybe they're even being like, all right, shut up, nerds. We'll say something. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're looking into it. We're looking at. It. It's like when WWE was uh, looking into Vince McMahon. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're looking into this. Yeah, we got this." So, mm. and next thing you know, fucking Pikachu poops on your head.
0: God damn it, Jim. <laughs> well, I'm going to. I want to play devil's advocate, but yeah, I feel like if they were going to do something, they would have probably done it already. So, I don't know. I hope they don't, just for my personal uh, benefit, so I can keep playing it. But we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. <clears throat> that I wonder was if they're actually- so cocky.
1: They're like, you know what, this is the meme game, but it'll die out soon enough. It's not a threat.
0: So, Chambers. Um, so, I guess that wasn't really the sad news. I guess really now starts the, the real bum-out bullshit. Well, everyone uh, get
1: your booze and your drugs, because we're getting dark.
0: Yeah, so chances are, if you're listening, you heard as of a couple days ago, actually January 25th, this article came out from The Verge, um, but it's been blasted everywhere. Microsoft laid off approximately 1900 Activision and Blizzard and Xbox employees, and a big part of this is they're ditching the physical media. And they're... Well, it's a little bit of both. They're just downsizing
1: in general. And then that'll be the next article we get to, Brian. Xbox was really the bad guy this past week, to to put it lightly.
0: So they cut out
1: about 8% of their overall gaming division, which was 22,000 employees in total. And even to the fact that uh, the fucking president of Blizzard stepped down. So I know today they just announced some new guy, some, you know, John Dick fuck, who cares? But, I mean, it's just going to be, like, a name... Like, it's still owned by the parent company, so it doesn't even matter who the president of Activision Blizzard is now.
0: Yeah. Um, Here's my thing.
1: And also, people were like, mad that they canceled this survival game that Blizzard's been working on, but it's, like, a game they've been working on for six years that you've heard nothing about. So it's probably kind of just a dead project anyway, and Microsoft just went, all right, guys, enough of this, like... They probably looked at it and went, how far along is this? All right, just cancel this shit. I guess for me to be devil's advocate there.
0: Well, I guess, well, here's the deal. Um, 22,000 is a giant goddamn number. How many people do you think work globally across, like, Everything I mean, Microsoft has.
1: It's I mean that would be the globally part will be more Activision Blizzard because as we know, Microsoft did not get any foothold really internationally that much, especially in Japan. But like they were okay in Europe, but for the most part they're very North America centric. So yeah, it could have okay. been it could have been a lot of, you know, international people, people working for Activision. Uh, unfortunately this kind of hits close to home for the page because our good buddy Blade Blur was one of the people you know, like he worked for Toys for Bob, which was a subsidiary making you know the crash bandicoot games for Activision. He got yeah. laid off, and it just came out of nowhere, so like this shit sucks, and this is the thing that sucks about acquisitions because you know eventually they look through and they go, all right, we don't need this many people because we already have this it's a it's mm-hmm. a shitty reality of the business like that like I know we were championing like like kind of championing we went it makes sense for the act the acquisition, but you know. Sometimes you kind of forget about the collateral damage that can happen after it when these go through it, too. It sucks. Like, 2,000
0: people losing their job instantly sucks. Oh, dude, it's... And and I think the problem is, as you said, the unexpected nature. All of these people that get laid off, it's not like you get any kind of warning. You just all find out the same day, and and it really blows. But I think the other part of this is there's this belief that, like... Microsoft is going completely the way of of getting rid of physical media, which is not the case. Excuse me, but we talked about last time, which is a lot of these companies, they just see a digital future. When we talked with Blade, um, is it Alan Wake 2 that still doesn't have a physical release?
1: Uh, yes, Alan Wake 2, for all the hype it got, never got a physical release. Uh, Hellblade 2, the game you're really looking forward to, that's yep. already confirmed not
0: going to have a physical release. And in... Um it's 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 the real topic that it's not one of those people are just making a big deal it's going to be more and more it's soon it'll be a 50-50 split i think between physical releases and all digital and then i think at some point you might be like in the rarity if you're actually still physical releasing I imagine triple a's will and maybe the niche indies that still want to preserve that but it's going to go by the wayside. If you're an indie developer and you can still hop on Game Pass or PlayStation and get your game out there, you'll sacrifice doing physical just so more people can play it. And yeah,
1: and I mean, like they are outsourcing their physical releases, but it's not a priority for the company anymore, for the parent of Microsoft. So there'll still be games coming out, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's really what the seeds were planted with Game Pass how many years ago. And all these companies saw with CDs and, or you know, music and movies of with streaming services and not owning stuff and, you know, being able to control what you can play when. You know, it, it makes more money to just put it on a server for people to rent and pay a fee for than all this crap. So, it's a weird time. Gaming's seemingly basically catching up to all the other media at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean. <sighs>
1: But yeah, uh, so Microsoft definitely were the bad guys of last week in so many goddamn ways. Uh, actually, if you want to, speaking of Blade Blur, if you want to help him out, links will be below to his YouTube and Twitch. Throw the guy a bone. Give him a little, give him a little heads up. Uh, you know, give him some follows over there. He's a good dude, as you know.
0: Yeah. No. Give him some love. He needs it. He deserves it. So give him a shout out. All right. So, Chambers, speaking of this digital future... What is Sony saying about their future now? (laughs) Ryan,
1: Sony's future is on PC. So, uh, yeah, this was actually a couple days ago as well. Uh, So Sony is in a special spot with the PS5 in the gaming business. Uh, It is continuing to have massive sales since its release in 2020. And they are working towards keeping its hold on the top spot in the game industry for the future. So in an interview with uh, the, what do you call it, the Sony CEO, uh, Kenichiro Yoshida, maybe I didn't butcher that completely, he said, it will be ubiquitous. Wherever there is computing, users will be able to play their favorite games seamlessly. Why PlayStation will remain our core product is we will expand our gaming experiences to PC, mobile, and cloud. So we've been seeing this for the past couple years where after a while, they will bring their games to the PC. Um, but yeah, uh, he's saying people p- usually play one game at a time. So you can eat type of many games may not be so valuable compared with video streaming services. So we'll have a kind of bounce or hybrid service on the PlayStation network, a subscription as well as pay per content. So yeah, they're going to make fucking game pass. They're going to make their own game pass and put it everywhere and compete. That's
0: what Yeah. I, I mean, now, do you think,
1: uh, I, here's the thing. If they make their own game pass, uh that could kind of easily kill Microsoft Game Pass just because there's just so many more goddamn PS5s out there too. So if you put the P- the Sony exclusives on their own Game Pass service like Microsoft doesn't have exclusives.
0: Yeah, but if they if they eventually start lining up those Call of Duties and the exclusivities with that even like bonus content that's exclusive, maybe not. I'll keep, keep it
1: afloat. Yeah, the, make it the yeah. If you make it the casual place to go to for the big games, like they would have to almost buy fucking EA at that point and make that the place to be to really compete.
0: Yeah, I mean, Which, I, don't know. I mean, I think <clears throat> now get
1: shot down at that point. They'd be like, okay, then I, now we're really truly hitting monopoly levels here. But
0: yeah, I, listen, I I said PlayStation. Um, I didn't fully hate its service, but it didn't compete with Game Pass. And yeah, if it can, no, not at all. If it if it can do that and they do it well, now I will say, PlayStation's have had a little bit of a bumpy go with any of their services, with the hacks and the this and the that compared yeah. to Xbox. Know all
1: about that, <laughs> don't I? In 2011, when I was in Disney, sure, fucking do.
0: You get your stuff stolen. <laughs> you get hacked. <laughs> Life, every day is a blessing, Brian. <laughs> now, would this would this pull you into the the Sony Fold a little more, Jim, if that was available? Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, one, it'll need to put a shitload of their older catalog on there for me to really care, and two, like. Like, my multi, all of our multiplayer friends are still Xbox people, so I'd have to have Game Pass still no matter what. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I would actually play more PlayStation with a subscription service instead of being like, oh, am I really going to spend 60 bucks in a game I might not ever get to anytime soon? I don't know. It's tough to say. <laughs> then again, I had Game Pass, and I almost never use that. But I also have an old system, so it doesn't even... It's not, I'm not getting my value out of it anymore either. So
0: Time to upgrade, Jim. Buy all the
1: systems. No, I got too much shit. Fuck. Just sell all your CDI
0: shit. No, I'm just going to steal it from the Patreon. Get it good to the page. (laughs) Jim, you don't need the old CDI because now we we have new spiritual successor controllers.
1: Oh, these fucks. (laughs) Right. We're bringing back the weird gaming items. Who could think of a weirder gaming item, Brian, than bringing back. Okay, it's not the worst CDI controller. But it's like the second worst CDI controller, and that's goddamn saying something.
0: And where is it coming from, Jim?
1: Right, our good buddies, uh, Limited Run Games. So they're releasing a game called Arzette, the Jewel of Faramore, Uh which is you know they're making it like a spiritual successor to Zelda CDI games. Which uh, why we've, we've reached, Bri, We've reached that level. We've just reached that level where, like, people are being nostalgic for memes.
0: L- like, and you look at it... Thank from us.
1: We played one of them. It's fucking dog shit. The memery does not justify playing a game like that.
0: No, it's not meme, like, funny. Like, here's the deal. A meme game's funny if you can, like, easily access it. It's free. Everyone has it. You have to go out of your way to do the CDI games and... Having Jim as a friend and playing on his, it's like there's no no redeeming quality at all to that game. It's not even funny how bad it is. It's just bad.
1: And, like, when we're playing it on my actual CDI, I have an adapter to use Super NES controllers on the CDI. I'm not using the dog shit controllers the CDI had. Why are you making... No one had a CDI. Why are you making a throwback controller for the full CDI experience? especially with one of the worst controllers. And Brian, do you want to know why I'm more mad about it? Cuz you want it. <laughs> because it doesn't work on an actual CDI. There's no fucking adapter for it. It's just USB. Oh, oh, Mr. Physical Forever. Oh, Mr. Game Preservation Limited Run Games. Where's oh, a fucking preservation for us lowly CDI owners over here. What the fuck? <laughs> Jim I'm not saying they have to make a version Because no one will buy it Except for like me and three other people I get that But maybe a little dongle you can do Maybe a little (laughs) adapter dongle you can do Fuck (laughs) Jim
0: Stop acting like
1: you would get it And use it I would use it once Possibly for a video for the meme And then never touch it again I know what I am Brian I'm not saying I would Would it be a complete waste of money? Sure as goddamn hell would But you know what? I'd get something out of it. A USB-CDI controller does nothing. No one will ever use that. They will buy it for the meme and keep it in the box. That's I all just, they will do. No one will is, ever use that.
0: Here's the deal. I don't know what kind of numbers Limited Run does. They've they, <clears throat> admittedly, hey, they've got me with that the Castlevania cool-ass box collection. When they did the stupid 3D glasses and the squirt gun for Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Cool idea. But like, who is going out of their way to play this? Like, I really, I really want to know. And this is the first time I've heard of this
1: game. <clears throat> like, there's been no, Brian. Weirdly enough, there's been no hype for a Zelda CDI
0: spiritual successor game. Who would have thunk? So the only thing I was trying to figure out is how much is this? Uh,
1: I forget. I don't think they've put up the pre-order prices yet for things.
0: Could be okay. wrong as of this. I
1: don't really care enough. I don't I don't I don't care. Too much. Too much, <laughs> Brian. That's how much it's gonna it's, be. Too well, much. it's
0: on sale February second. So yeah, I don't I don't see the price right now. Uh Jim. This is one I would promise you if you actually decide to get those controllers. I'd break it. I'd give you the cash. I don't care. I would just have to break it in front of you. I don't care. No. That's a bad Jimmy. No. <laughs> no. Bet.
1: Just get the squirt on out, just
0: bet. Stupid. <laughs> but you guys let us know in the comments Is this something that Entices you at all And I also gotta say I know it's it's a big thing The the gaming vinyls Nobody needs a vinyl Of R Z The Jewel Faramore You don't, I'm sorry Maybe it's a fantastic little Soundtrack But you don't need it I'm just saying it Yeah yeah, no you don't.
1: Like who are the sick fucks out there who are like like I mean the people who bought the vinyls for through limited run for like, you know, Shred Revenge and stuff like that. Okay, people love their turtles. I get it. Fine. But for some game that no one's talking about anyway. What are you doing here? What are you doing? How much useless plastic do you need? I have useless plastic. How much do you fucking need?
0: <laughs> Please people.
1: Right, I'm acting like the fat guy who, which I am, judging even fatter <laughs> people right now. That's what I'm
0: doing. Jim, here's the deal. You know my feelings about Limited run. I think you've thrown them too many shekels over the years. True. And please, people, don't buy this. Don't. That, that, that's my rant for it, Jim. Just don't buy it, people. If you All do, right. I've got an order in for gym. three controllers, Bri. One of every if color. If you do, send one in to Jim so I can break it over him. Ooh, that could be a good that's That would be fun. No, no, would not be fun. <laughs> yes. So if anyone wants to send it, the P.O. box is below. Have the explicit instructions for me to break it over Jim. I appreciate it.
1: Drink a beer, play a game, P.O. box 11537, Philadelphia, PA 19116. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right not as much as i hate myself not possibly enough all right chambers this is we wanted to go out on a good note though because we've brought back which is better and it's funny because i was in the process of gathering for this week but we'll go with yours because i was going to continue down the resident evil themes we don't have to do it every week bri take a little breaks Yep, yep. So we got a little break this week. So, Jambers, why don't, you, uh, why don't you let people know what songs you chose, why you chose them, and then we'll, uh, we'll dive into the songs.
1: Right. The theme for this week, for which is better, is good songs from bad games. So I tried to think of something. I went with main title themes and tried to get with something somewhat similar because it's tough when you go from one console to another and power and shit like that. So first up will be the main theme title, from Arrow the Acrobat. And it's competition this week going against the main title theme from Silver Surfer on the NES.
0: Alright, so you just heard little snippets from both of these games and you know, Jim, I like what you were doing here. Picking picking these more obscure games that are definitely hate it, but the soundtracks are pretty good. And you actually mentioned our uh, the acrobat on your was it, your your ten list, right? Yeah, for the ones
1: I discovered since starting the page.
0: So Hmm see me personally the Arrow, the Acrobat, the only issue I have with it is it just starts off as just that... I don't even know the actual name of it, but the circus song, I call it. Yeah, I, I know it's kind of just like classic. that generic
1: circus theme, whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, and, and it does Created get clowns better. Clowns or
1: whatever the fuck it's called, I forget.
0: Yeah, it does get better as it goes on, but I don't know, man. That Silver Surfer theme, when it hits and it, and it like has a little bit more bass, and I think it sounds a little less grating than Arrow... I, I personally, I gotta go Silver Surfer theme. I, I respect uh, both choices, but Silver Surfer, to me, it's cleaner, it's better, and it's just something that you can kind of, mm, I think it's more palatable, whereas Arrow, you'd have to kind of be in the mood for.
1: Yeah, you know what? I can see that. And when I was putting these together, I was like, man, this Silver Surfer theme is fucking good. Like, the Fallen brothers, like, especially, like, Tim Fallen, I think he did it for Silver Surfer, like... Their soundtracks always hit hard and they always hit way better than any game they were on deserved to be. So they're like legendary game music producers. Um and it's tough for me because like I love that arrow theme so much, especially when he just like starts shredding up and down the keyboard during it. Like that is such a like a shred happy clown song. It's so weird it's up my alley, because it's weird, it's different, but it's really well done for what it is. Even though somehow for the and the 8-bit console has a more like dynamic composition on it. It even sounds like more layered. So this is one where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna say the NES song, the Silver Service song is better, but I just have too much love for stupid arrow, so that's gonna be my pick. I'm I'm fully biased on this one.
0: Yeah. And that's I mean, that's part of what especially when we're picking these, usually one of us are gonna be picking something more biased. And What we want to hear is from you guys. I feel like with the Resident Evil ones, so far the responses we've seen have been what you would expect. This is, I feel, a little tougher. I feel like a lot of people may not know either theme, to be honest. So, give them a full listen. We'll put the links below. Um, I know the little ten seconds you hear might not be enough. You let us know in the comments below. Which song do you like better? Ascend Chambers. I did see... We got some new voicemails. It's it's been a, it's been a goddamn minute.
1: It's been a hot minute. And we've I've me especially has done a bad job of showing the voicemail. If you <laughs> want to leave a voicemail to the show, we will definitely listen to him and the number 267-991-0156. So please, we love hearing these voicemails. It's been way too goddamn long. I mean, we set up the line for episode 200 going back to talking about these milestone dates. So and actually holy
0: shit, it's almost been a year since that. Oh my god. Right, life is going by two phase. It it really is, chambers. All right, chambers. So let's get started with the first voicemail. Hey dudes, this
2: is Hulk Hogan, man. And I was just wondering, dude, sitting here pondering, dude. What do you guys think about games with multiple endings, dude? Like Chrono Trigger, man. I know Jim hanged and banged a you, with all ten endings shattered the hedgehog, dude. But does that... Do you hear you from wanting to play a game, dude? Is that staggering, man? Is that too much, dude? Or do you just like it simple, dude? Do you like an ebb and flow, man? Do you like it winning... Terry, what the fuck? You're making sense? What? Did you get to my fucking weed? You... Give me the food. Give me the food. i just
1: scared. I don't give me the fucking. <laughs> Wait, is that where goddamn the hoaxer was? Goddamn Terry. He was doing all these little mm-hmm. teases for the Royal Rumble. Who guess he lives in Florida? Guess who never showed up? Granted, the guy can't walk now. Bullshit. Yeah. I don't care. Would have but been better than
0: sa- that Pat McAfee spot. But he's also a savior of people, Jim. He's out there saving the real folks he is. I just love that he saved someone while
1: wearing it. N- I love that he wears his NWO shirt all the time. And I love that he saved a life wearing his NWO shirt.
0: I mean, if that doesn't redeem the hoaxer, I don't know what will. I mean... D- yeah. What can you Terry? say? Save, He's saving a life. Look, he, he s- may he have s- his opinions
1: on who can date his daughter, but
0: hey, have you saved a life? No. yeah, no you haven't. Until, until you do. <laughs> but... <laughs> Logan uh, redeemed. uh, So, multiple endings. So, (laughs) I'll say something I'm sure Jim will agree with. Here's the deal. Multiple endings, I actually, I do like. However, if it's a game we are going to review, it makes it a little rough. Like, see, I like multiple endings because generally what I'll do is use Fallout, for example. Fallout has the perfect system of, like, There's a moment in the game where it says, hey, if you go any further, there's no turning back. So it kind of gives you that nice warning that if you want to have a save file right before, perfect. You save there and then you can fuck around and see all the other endings um, as opposed to replaying it. If it's a game where you have to start from the very beginning and go all the way through, that's painful However, if you're yes. somebody who wants to get the maximum value out of your game and have true replayability versus bullshit, like, high scores, higher difficulties, I think that is more appreciated. Like, I like the multiple endings because it does give you something to shoot for, and it gives you a real legitimate reason to actually play through all the way through. And what about yeah, you, Jamers? I'm, I'm with
1: you. if, As long as it's not a requirement for something... I am perfectly fine with multiple endings. It's cool. It's a cool thing to shoot for. Like, you were going with uh, Fallout. You know who was one of the games that, like, notoriously has some of the the best system for multiple endings? Silent Hill 2. Because it just depends on how you, like, how fast you beat the game or what things you do during the course of the game or how you play it. And it had, like, I don't know, I think like a dozen endings. And they were all vastly different from each other with vastly different styles. There was even that one famous meme ending where it was a little Corgi controlling everything the whole time. Like, goofy shit like that. Like, mm. I love crap like that. But when you make it a fucking requirement to see the real ending of the goddamn game, you can go goddamn fuck yourself. <laughs> that is just padding at that point, and I hate you. I hate you, Sonic. I hate you.
0: I used to love you, now I hate you. <laughs> I feel like the more common approach that we've seen in games has been the good ending, bad ending, and... Something in between, right? Like, right. So Sonic decided to really uh, stretch out its value. Sure, it did.
1: (laughs) Hey, even going back to fucking Fury again, like you had a good ending, you had a bad ending, and then you had a secret Easter egg ending that you dumb fucked your way into.
0: That would have pit. Like I did. Yeah, I remember reading about it after. Had I done that, that would have been. Oh my god, so infuriating. (laughs) Like that's the thing. If you're a game. In this day and age, there is no excuse for games to not have saves as often as possible. Even if you want to be a dick and be like, find check marks, at least have it as a file that I can come back to and play that specific thing versus just restart the whole thing. So I'm all for it.
1: I I I kind of respect the dickery of it, though, too. It's one of those things where it's like, "Ah, I'm not going to do that again, are you, fuckface?
0: Yeah. But then at that point, it's like, do it on a game that's like five hours and not annoyingly hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. I, I mean, you got to feel for the people who took a shit break after finally feeding a boss. They come back and they just see credits and they're like, what
0: the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so th- thanks, Hulkster. <laughs>
1: you owe me, Hulk. You owe me for that rumble. <laughs> All right, let's see.
0: Next one.
2: Well, wow, that's a long yo, guys. Hey, man, it's Travis from Reset Button Podcast. I had a question sitting here thinking. What's the first games you guys heard a cuss word in? I don't know if you've ever covered that topic before. Ooh. I don't know why I was sitting here thinking. But honestly, for me, it was Barkley's shut up and jam for second genesis. I don't know why. I just remember if, like, your ball gets stolen, you know, Barkley's little. And it was, you know, it was a decent fucking soundbite of Charles Barkley game. But it was like he would say, who gets the damn ball? And that's the first time I ever heard a cuss word in a game. It was Charles Barkley. Shut up and jam, saying go get said damn ball. Hey man, you guys keep doing what you do. Better follow through, or I'm gonna send tan and Terry after you. <laughs> Later brothers, dudes.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Trav. Always oh my God, appreciate what a gruesome of That would be
1: holy shit. <clears throat> um, that's a great question, and we've never covered that before either.
0: No. All right, so I think the one I can answer where I, could I have heard before it? Sure, I I don't remember. Do you, Jim? Did you ever play the original GTA One and Two, the top downs? Yes. Did they actually have voice lines? I don't. I think it was just screams and like guns and cars.
1: It was screams and guns, and the text would depending on where you played it on. Like it, like the the voice was all garbled, but you would have like the actual text like written
0: out. Okay. So I would have went with that, but I don't remember it enough. And I'm not counting text; I'm counting strictly voice acted shit. So you know what? Honestly, the one that that for me was um, WWF Warzone, where oh, where Stone shit. Cold is like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," uh, you know, like like basically hearing that was probably it. Because I was trying to think back in Resident Evil one or two. There's no cursing. Yeah, I was going to say, is there maybe like a dam or a shit? In, maybe not. Uh, so, yeah, Warzone, it, it would have had to have been on the PlayStation for me. Um, ooh, oh oh ooh, sorry. I have to take it back. Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, plenty of cursing in that game. And that was, what, 93, 94? Oh, so uh, yeah. I heard plenty of cursing in that. So, yeah, that might... That's probably mine, right there. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, that's a... Hmm. Because I was very... Like, I didn't have a PlayStation until my PlayStation 2. And I didn't have a really powerful computer. Or, I've never had a powerful computer. But I didn't have anything that could really play games until, like, 2000 either, so...
0: And nothing like on Genesis? Genesis? Like so,
1: Genesis. Like going back again to like Shadowrun, they had their in-game language. Yeah. So they would say like "slag off," "frag face," and stuff like that. And it's like you kind of know what they're getting to, but it's not you know true cursing and stuff like that. Um, none of the other games on there that I owned back
0: then would have had that. And um, 64 What about? Did Beavis no. and Butthead were they cursing in that? There was a lot of voice
1: in that game, but I don't remember them. Like they would say "fart knocker" and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: but like, I don't I think know if he would. I don't think they said "damn"
1: or anything like that. They would never say anything worse than that. But maybe they would have said "hell" once, if that.
0: Okay. And and by the way, I did look up Duke Nukem 3D was ninety six. So okay, little later than I thought, but it was January. Tw- Holy shit! It was January twenty ninth.
1: To oh my the God. day.
0: Oh, my God. That's kind of freaky. Okay.
1: So, wait. (laughs) 24 minus 24 and 4. 28. Happy 28th birthday, Duke Nukem 3D. (laughs) Damn
0: it, Jim. I I hate how you just did that math. Right. My maths weren't (laughs) mathing. Um, I love that question. Like, what about... I'm trying to think. Like, maybe Road Rash. Did that have actual curses? Or was it just... It was all yells, right? Like,
1: ugh. Yeah, like, actual voices. Yeah, you didn't hear anything with the voice. Like, a
0: little bit in text,
1: but nothing too crazy there either.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like, I
1: think for me, for an actual, like, voice-acted cursing I heard, it would either have been, like, the opening scene of, like, Starcraft, maybe? I think they say damn or hell is, like, the Terrans are getting swarmed. But if not that, then definitely Grand Theft Auto 3 by that point. Yeah.
0: Like, GTA 3 is a
1: guarantee. But I'll I'll, I'll say maybe the opening cinematic to StarCraft.
0: I really like that. Now, here's the deal. There are plenty of, like, I feel like those uh, PC, uh, like, FMV games, there was probably a lot of them that had lots of cursing in them. That probably could have been the earliest ones.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm sure. Like, you know, going back to the 90s.
0: That actually, I'm going to do a little deep dive. And then by deep dive, I'm going to Google and see what the top results are. I wanna. I'm gonna find out by next episode. What was the first game to have it? And Jim, don't do any research. I'm not worried that you will, but right. I can guarantee I, you that I won't. Because I want to do a little trivia, and I'll give you some trivia questions based on that. That right, sounds like fun. Yeah. No, I like it. And that actually wraps up our voicemails for this week. So yes. Once, once again, again, the voicemail number two
1: six seven nine nine one oh one five six. We don't show that enough, but we would love to hear from you
0: guys. And, uh, Chambers, how did the probably at least seven year old beer or six year old beer treat you?
1: Dude, this might, that, I think it might have been a housewarming gift from when I moved into my old house. So, <laughs> yeah, that's like a good six or seven year old beer right there. Um, you know what? It was still really good. Uh, it definitely is a bourbon barrel. Uh, you can still taste it, but. All the flavor profiles are very subdued after all this time. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you don't really like Rudolph, maybe it'll be good to age it to mellow it out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I am feeling good from that 10.6% still. And uh, the 25 ounces that are in here, like, normally I'll, like, take a break and go grab a couple more beers and stuff. Mm, Let me do that this time.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, the, uh... You know, as questionable as is for a random-ass dunkel to be already two plus years old, it By still went means dark. Fine. Good job, Jim. Yay! <laughs> Give yourself the Barry Horowitz. <laughs> um, I think I said this last time I drank it, but uh, this is—I think this is my last can of it. I've never really had anything from Industrial Arts, but for a 2 two plus year old beer, I was impressed enough that if I if I see him again, I'm going to give him a try. So, I would suggest the same. But with that, guys, we want to say thank you all so, so much for listening, for watching. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit the notification bell, hit the subscription. It would mean the world to us. Leave comments below. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you give us a five-star rating, we'll read each and every one of your comments on these Power Hour podcasts. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, everybody.